5: Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes
6: are calling,
5: from glen to glen, and the down the mountainside.
7: So
8: Gooseman, you recognize those pipes? You recognize that voice?
7: The summer My man Elvis. You
8: got it! Absolutely. That's why you Dr. Data. It's the king. It's not exactly the, the best rendition of Danny Boy, but hey, you know what? It's Elvis. As a reminder that March Madness is upon us, and no, I'm not talking about NCAA tournaments. I mean, St. Patrick's Day, when we're going to salute uh, the Irish, anything green, shamrocks, leprechauns, you name it. But, but here on the Talk of Fame Network, we salute the luck not of the Irish, but of our own Ron Borges, who is comfortably ensconced. This week in Fort Myers, Florida, maybe this month, I think, while his family and the rest of the northeast, for that matter, dig out from that blizzard that dumped a whole lot of snow, Ron. Freezing rain, ice, you name it, on your sidewalk Tuesday. A sidewalk, of course, you do not have to shovel. Well, uh, actually, I
1: I will miss the exercise, of course, that I would get running my snowblower uh, (laughs) into my fish pond, as I did already once this winter. Uh, But it is a a somewhat chilly 67 here in Fort Myers. so It's not like it's tropical paradise
4: until Wednesday. Well, you're still shoveling down there,
8: right? Still shoveling down there, except with your typewriter or your computer, I guess, <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> exactly. um, uh, so, hey, Ron, quick question. What does your wife have to say about this, or is she just too busy shoveling?
1: She has, as usual, accused me of seeding the clouds before <laughs> I left. <It's> <laughs> unbelievable.
8: <laughs> She's on the right track. Hey, uh, It's wild, s- though. Wild,
4: wild, wild. wild
8: up there. Um, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, you have a sister who once lived in Ireland, I think, and, and a nephew who's still there, right?
7: Yes, got some family over there.
8: Okay. Um, is this a bigger day there than it is in Chicago, for instance, or, or New York? Or is it a bigger day in well, Fort Myers, Florida, or Ron's <laughs> reaching for the coconut butter as we speak?
7: Now, well, I lived in New York City for a couple of years in the 1970s, a young guy just out of college. And it's hard for me to believe there's a bigger St. Patrick's Day celebration anywhere than in New York because of the sheer volume of people. Everyone is Irish in New York that day.
8: Yeah, no, I agree with you. In fact, I think it's the biggest celebration outside of Ireland that day, and uh, it's, it's huge. The, I've been in Chicago for the Chicago one. That's big as well, but nothing like New York. Well, um, despite it being St. Patrick's Patrick's Week, and we are not, and I said not, going to salute the Irish here. Uh, we did that last week when we had Tim Brown and Paul Hornan on with us. Uh, instead, we're going to recognize one of Goose's favorite institutions. Goose, that would be the Ohio State University. We have former Buckeyes Paul Warfield, Ryan Shazier in the house. Paul, of course, is a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest wide receivers ever. And Ryan is a standout linebacker with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We also have Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot from the great state of Ohio to tell us how you can play football without a quarterback. I mean, she's going to address the Cleveland Browns, the team she covers. But before we get to them, let's get to what's going on around uh, us, guys. And as I said, it's it's not the, the Green Down, the Chicago River, or... Derek, it's not the greatest kids' show ever. Cue that up.
9: Jakers is the tales of our pal Piggly Irish
1: show. Run, do son watch Jakers? He doesn't watch much TV. He's uh, a lot of EA hockey for him. Well, you mm-hmm. should be watching that one. It's a great show. Jakers. Anyway,
8: uh, guys, I, I want to address the story that broke in the Washington Post last week about uh, the NFL violating federal laws governing prescription drugs and also disregarded, at least according to the story, guidance from the Drug Enforcement Administration on how to store transport and distribute controlled substances like, I guess, uh, painkillers and anti-inflammatories? Simple question here, Goose. Start with you. Blockbuster story or no story?
7: Well, anyone who followed the Kenny Easley saga knows that uh, the NFL will do whatever it can to get its players on the field every Sunday. You know, that league has its own drug culture, so I'm not surprised. The government has pointed a spotlight at the handling and doling out of painkillers and anti-inflammatories.
8: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on that. And I think anyone who's covered teams, team, as we all have, y- you've seen that sort of going on behind the scenes, not in s- essentially in this kind of volume, but you've seen it going on behind the right. scenes. And, Ron, I'll ask you, um, I, I mean, I, I think we all know the NFL wouldn't exist without painkillers and anti-inflammatories. So I, I guess sort of following what Goose was saying, what's the big deal here? Is it, is it simply the volume of drugs that were used or, or the hubris of teams? What, what, what is it?
1: Well, I think it's a couple things, uh, as I understand the case, that uh, they're being dispensed without legal prescriptions. They're having they're writing prescriptions for for. Unknown to players in players' names and just keeping them. Uh, some players found that out when they later had to go and were sent by their own doctor to, for an opiate prescription and were told, oh, no, no, you're already on the federal books here. Mm-hmm. And he's going, like, what? Uh, and that, that trainers, not just doctors, are so the guys handing this stuff out. And, uh, not to mention the fact that they're admitting in various emails here that 25 to 30 guys a Sunday on most teams are lining up for Toradol shots. Uh, which, as you guys know, are supposed to be reserved for severe short term pain, and uh in a place like England, you can't even get uh, your first tordo shot unless you're in an emergency room. These guys are in a locker room, so I think there's a lot here, and uh, uh I think uh this
7: could be another thing
1: that blows up in the face. Of Welcome
7: the NFL. to the NFL 's next quagmire. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I think so. I think you're looking at concussions too because it's a dirty secret, as we right. all know and Now, a lot of guys, Jeremy Newbury, is a guy you'll remember, I'm sure, sure, Clark from the 49ers. Uh, He already had to have a kidney transplant because the torrid all, rotted out his kidney. Right. Right. I I think he wasn't even 40 years old. Well, Uh, just to follow up with Ron was saying,
8: what happens to this story? I mean, the NFL's already said it's much ado about nothing, but what's the next (laughs) step for this story? Where's it go?
7: Well, I don't don't know that it becomes as big as the concussion issue, but it's an issue, and it's going to get explored, and now more eyes are taking a look at it, so. I don't think we've heard the end of it.
1: Right, and I think that, you know, if you look at the early days of the concussion crisis, uh, before they thought it was a crisis, uh, what's the connection? They said it was much ado about nothing.
8: Yeah, that's, right. that's uh, right. You know,
1: whenever somebody says it's much ado about nothing, it's usually a lot to do about something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they better get a better handle on this, th- yep. if possible, than they can. I mean, they were moving drugs across state lines illegally and got busted for it, you know, mm-hmm. several teams. Now, if those were, you know, five teenagers crossing the border between Texas and Oklahoma, they're in leg irons. Right, right. Uh, you know, this, is, this thing is not going to be pretty by the time it's done. Oh,
7: always picking okay. on Texas. <laughs>
1: okay,
8: I guess we we'll simply stay Texas. tuned on that one. Um, let's move on to one of my favorite topics here, Ron, and that's free agency. If we learned anything this past week, it's that your favorite coach, Bill Belichick, might be better this offseason than he was during last year's regular season. You agree?
1: Uh, well, time will tell, but you know he's he's spent a lot of money because he's got a lot of money to spend this year and he's really geared, the, the thing that's been interesting with him is it's, it's, he's really geared it in my opinion toward the teams he's going to face in 2017. I mean, a lot of these are sh- relatively short term deals, one and two year deals, uh, even though the players are younger. but this year their schedule is is far tougher. They're, they include a lot more uh, real quarterbacks instead of just guys wearing a, a low number and uh, how do you combat that? You get a better cornerback, true number one, and Stephen Gilmore from Buffalo, and you give Tom Brady a, a legitimate deep threat, Brandon Cooks, uh, so that when they have to score more, they can do it. Right.
7: I think um, Brady's 39 years old. I can see Belichick doing this every year going out as Tom Brady finishes up.
8: Yeah. No, uh, Goose, I agree with you, because when I was covering the 49ers and Steve Young and Jerry Rice were growing older, they brought as many guys in as they could simply to surround them with talent and get them to the next level if they could. Um, but they weren't winning Super Bowls like the Patriots are. I know we're only five and a half weeks removed from the Super Bowl here, at Goose. But I'll be honest with you, based on what I saw here, and Ron didn't mention Coney Ealy. I mean, I thought that was a huge under the radar pickup. But they seem to have most of their bases covered. And I know Brady turns 40 this year, but God, he's playing like he's about 30. I would I already have New England penciled as my AFC rep for the Super Bowl 52. How
7: about you? Well, as Ron and I both know, if Belichick cut everyone on this team except Brady, you'd still call him the AFC favorites. Absolutely (laughs) right. You are correct. Let me say this. Let me say that it's difficult to repeat as a conference champion. Only one team has done it in the last 12 years, and it wasn't New England. It was Seattle. In fact, only two teams managed to repeat as division champions from 2015 to 2016. The draft still comes into play. Injuries come into play. A lot can happen in the next 12 months, but on paper, I would agree. New England does appear to be the team to beat.
4: Yeah,
1: I would say that. Uh, you're right on paper, of course. As a lot of teams find out every year, games aren't played on paper, uh, and, and that's where the rubber really meets the road. But you know, I think Miami's gotten better. A couple people have gotten better, uh, but probably have not. Uh, so has New England. So they're they're kind of chasing their tail. So yeah, I, I would tend to agree. To you. They're the favorites, but beware the Raiders. <laughs> Wait a minute, you talk about me being a honk.
8: What about you? Beware (laughs) the Raiders. Just facts. The only thing missing here is the Raiders theme song here. (laughs) get it, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're not going to go to Oakland. We're going to go to commercial. And when we return from there, I want your thoughts on free agency. I mean, who won the first week, who lost, and what I can get for my Brock Osweiler trading card. Fill that in for me, guys. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
10: Daddy, where do babies come from?
8: Uh, well, uh, honey?
1: Mommy went to the store. Oh,
8: well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance.
1: Oh, really? And that makes them happy?
7: Yes, that makes them very happy.
4: That's good. Yeah.
7: Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> GEICO,
11: because saving
7: 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
11: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
12: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
6: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over 2.5 billion dollars in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888 Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K, K A B B A G E.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony and the 2 for 4 dollar sandwich deal.
4: The other day Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know they're just 2 for 4 bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, so I got two croissant sandwich and I give one to this guy. I'm like, "Who are you?" I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. (laughs) You
3: guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
9: Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
8: Hey, Ronnie. Yes, sir. You know where the best place to have breakfast is?
1: Well, it depends on whether or not you want a nice warm croissant sandwich.
8: Wow, you're on the right track. Now at Burger King, you can get two, yes, two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches. For just $4. You heard me. Two for $4. Quasone only at Burger, Burger King. Price and participation vary. Well, Goose, we just completed the first phase of free agency, and uh, a lot of players got richer. And some teams, they got better. But before we get to them, seems to me I recall from talking to you in the past, you're not a big fan of free agency, right?
7: Yeah, once upon a time you could buy an impact player in free agency, a Reggie White, a Deion Sanders, a Marcus Allen. Now, teams don't let their best players into the marketplace. So you wind up paying first-tier money for second-tier players. Pla- and, and players who signed those five-year, $60 million contracts now become salary cap casualties waiting to happen. Of the 13 top contracts awarded in free agency this in this last week, only three of those players have ever been to a Pro Bowl. So teams are paying for impact, but usually they don't get it.
8: But, but the fans love it, and you understand that, don't you, from a fan of media standpoint? I mean, big-name players switching teams. You understand that interest.
7: But are they big-name players? Is Calais Campbell a big name? Kevin Zeitler? Ricky Wagner? Mike Glennon?
8: Well, is. All, all,
7: all received huge content. It hasn't had a... Thousand-yard uh, seasons, twenty fourteen. All received huge contracts off season to change season, But I doubt Canton has commissioned any bus for any of those guys yet.
8: Yeah, but I mean, go, just going back, I mean, you ran a poll um, of the past week on the best big name pl- uh, players or best uh, pr- uh, free agent additions. Drew Brees, big name. Right. Um, you know Reggie White. I mean, there have been additions that people get. Uh, crazy there's a reason over, guys
7: uh, are on this. Well, there's a reason Drew Brees yeah. players like Drew Brees out there. Either they're old or they're injured. In Brees' yeah, case, right. they're injured. That. Those are the big names: right. the old guys and the injured guys. The money's right. being spent on the young guys right now. You're just taking a guess. You're throwing darts against the wall. Yeah.
8: Um, well, Ron, I, I know uh, since you're in Boston, and uh, um, Red Sox and Yankees used to have great series. Um, the Yankees were always accused of trying to buy pennants. I think they called them the evil empire. Um, but in reality, it that seems to me. correct. Yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs> they are. Uh, but the core players from that team. You, now they're just you know, evil. Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> <be> the fans, <laughs> not the players. Um, but if you remember Jeter, Pettit, Pettit, uh, Bernie Williams, Posada, Rivera—they were all homegrown. I guess my question here is: Can you buy a Super Bowl with free agents in football? Uh, and I would say baseball, no one has. People think, but
1: yeah, uh, I would say no one has yet, Clark. Uh, unless you could argue, maybe the Packers did with when they signed Reggie White because he changed right. everything. But even there, they had to make uh, Ron Wolf had to make the trade to get Brett Favre, or or, or none of the rest of it uh, really happens. I think you can secure areas on an already pretty good team, but no one yet has, has simply imported enough players to turn a losing team into a championship yeah, team. It just it right. hasn't happened, and I don't think it's going to happen. It's, uh, and it's getting harder, as Goose points out, uh, to get the kind of impact player that can change your team because the cap's so big now that none of those guys are getting off the reservation. So right to his point, you're getting a lot of my favorite players, slappies, uh, you know, being <laughs> disguised as actual football stars.
8: And,
5: well, it's you know, it's well but, it, but it seems no to me one as knows as
7: slappy like Rod. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It seems
8: to me as with the case with the Yankees. I mean, you must have that solid core, like you've got that in New England. You must have that solid core. at Green Bay, you have the, that core that's that's dependable, reliable, and productive, right? I mean, then you fill in around them.
1: Yeah, no, exactly right. That's sort of what New England's done this year and right. they did last year, mm-hmm. and they've done pretty regularly. You know, I mean, the the Patriot model uh, in terms of how to use free agency has been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the few times it's failed is when they gave a guy big money, like right. Adelius Thomas, right. you know, like Darrell Rivas, although they did win the uh, championship. It wasn't because of him. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. gone in a hurry.
8: But, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, since you're talking about the Patriots, I've always liked what teams like them do, but they seem to be sort of the, the head of the pack. They, they weighed out that first week. They followed Goose's lead here, Wait out the first week, and then they signed a, a, a second or third-tier free agent uh, like Francisca. A Chris Hogan, but um, guys who helped them to Super Bowl 51, except, Ron, they, they really didn't do that this month. I mean, right. they, you talk about they don't throw out big money to free agents, but they did with Stephon Gilmore, and, and they mortgaged some draft picks for Coney Ealy, Dwayne Allen, and Brandon Cooks. Now, I, I think it made them better, and I think it made them much better, but why the change?
1: Well, I think a couple of things, and I think that this, the Gilmore thing, if you go by their track record a uh, the, the few times they've put up a lot of money, it hasn't worked out, so we'll see how it works out here. But okay. uh, I, I think he looked at his sch- his team and the schedule uh, for next year, which is uh, going to have uh, a lot more top quarterbacks. And he said, I need a number one corner. I wrote last year a number of times people back home got irked. But I researched who's going to be the number two corner? I said, no, 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 they got plenty of number two corners. They don't have a number one corner. And, <laughs> and I think that that has proven this year by uh, the way they've handed, handled uh, Malcolm Butler and, and, and Gilmore. But I think that was the thinking there. I think with the Brandon Cooks thing, I think the thinking was, uh, let's give Brady a speed down the field receiver, and are we going to do something better with that number one pick, number one, than we're going to get with Cooks? And they th- said no. Number two, don't be surprised if they don't end up doing a deal where Butler signs with the Saints, Saints, right. and they get that number one pick back. Right, right, okay.
8: Well, I mentioned before that we're going to be talking about winners and losers of free agency, and I want to get to that right now. Uh, Gooseman, I'll start with you. Who passed out? Who passed the first exam?
7: You know, I like Washington's signing of Terrell Pryor. Um, the Redskins needed to get younger on the flank with 30-somethings Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson departing. Pryor gives uh, Kirk Cousins a bigger, younger option. He caught 1,000 yards and passed a year ago without a quarterback in Cleveland. I think he can put up some big numbers in Washington with a quarterback who can throw like Cousins.
1: Well, I think Jacksonville really did a good job. They spent a lot of money, $68 million in guaranteed money, but they got three... Of the top available defenders to shore up a defense that was given up 25 points a game last year. Uh, Goose's team, uh, the Lions, uh, the, often the toothless Lions. Uh, but I think they uh, they went and shored up their offensive line. They got two halfway decent offensive linemen to, to try to keep Matthew Stafford upright uh, because he's their team. So I think those two teams did, did a pretty good job.
8: Okay, let's go in the other direction. Who flunked the midterm, Goose?
7: Yeah, Houston. They're still paying the price for the mistake of overpaying Osweiler in free agency a year ago. You know, those $72 million contracts tend to squeeze you against the salary cap, and fiscal responsibility this offseason, you know, cost the Texans three starters from the NFL's best defense. Cornerback AJ Boy, safety Quentin Demps, linebacker John Simon, all left in free agency.
1: For me, it's Cleveland. Uh, as we, you know, I just think that uh, you had a, a young player and, and Terrell Pryor, local guy, popular guy, that made a transition to wide receiver, was an effective player, and you let him go, and you signed the definition of a slappy, Kenny Britt. <laughs> well, that guy has never dropped a ball. Uh, you know, I mean, never caught a ball in a key situation in his life. I don't think. In fact, if you throw him his keys, he may drop it. Uh, and they paid him, uh, gave him a four-year deal worth $32.5 million. You could have signed prior twice for that. It's just I don't get it. <laughs> okay.
8: um, we ran a poll last week on, on the best free agent acquisition ever, and Drew Brees won uh, over Reggie White. You agree with that? You agree with our readers?
7: Yeah, as much as I'd like to argue that one, I really can't. You know, White was a great signing. So was Brees. Both investments delivered a Super Bowl, but quarterback is the most important position on the field. There have been nine 5,000-yard passers in NFL history, and Breeze has done it five times. No one else has done it more than once. So I really can't argue against Breeze on this one. Both of them are good choices, but I, I wouldn't argue the Breeze call. About you, Ronald. Well, I can't argue with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me I like too. <laughs> our listeners and our pollsters, but they were slappies in this one. Uh, <laughs> Look, uh, Reggie White signing not only was a key thing on the field, it made Green Bay a place other teams said, all right, we can go there. And they had never thought about Green Bay before. It was a, a, really a massive thing for the Packers. Okay, I'm going to tell you where we're going
8: to go, Ron. We're going to go to commercial, all right? After this, we got Hall of Fame receiver Paul Warfield talking about Ohio State. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
5: This is Kenny Easley. And you're listening to the Talk
2: of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodet. trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the A.C. on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
9: In your business, you trust people who time and time again get the job done. At Indeed.com, we deliver five times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. That's why over 3 million businesses use Indeed when they're hiring, because getting the job done matters. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four croissant sandwich deal.
4: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got 2 croissant sandwiches and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. (laughs) You
3: guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and
11: participation vary. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN
12: call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nmls consumeraccess.org number 3030
10: this is the talk of fame network on sb nation radio here are your hall of fame voters ron borges
12: cannot play with him
10: rick goslin cannot win with him and clark judge
2: cannot coach with him can't do it i want winners hey
10: ron
8: borges yes sir you where the best place to have breakfast is Uh, Yes, I do.
1: How about a nice hot croissant?
8: You are correct, sir. In fact, now at Burger King, you can get two croissant with breakfast sandwiches for just $4. You heard me, two for $4. Croissant with only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Well, speaking of winners, we've got one on the line with us. Our first guest, Paul Warfield, is one of the greatest players in both Ohio State and NFL history. The 11th overall pick. The 1964 NFL draft, Paul went on to play in eight Pro Bowls and win three NFL championships. He won his first title with the Cleveland Browns at 64. Whew, that one hurts. It was the Baltimore Colts. My Baltimore Colts. Wow. And then won back-to-back Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins in 1972 and 73. Member of the 1970s NFL All-Decade team, he averaged 20 yards per career catch and became a first ballot Hall of Famer. He also won a national championship. Ohio State in 1961, and he's here today to talk about his days as a Buckeye. Paul, thanks for joining us.
13: Well, it's my pleasure to be with you, gentlemen, this afternoon.
7: Paul, you're from Ohio, becoming a prep football star in warring at Harding High School. Was there any doubt that as an, Ohio, as an Ohio kid you'd continue your football career at Ohio State?
13: Well, uh, most kids who grew up in Ohio and certainly during that period of time uh, were definitely going to an opportunity presented itself be at the Ohio State University. Woody Hayes was a very persuasive negotiator, and the Buckeyes, of course, had uh, a legendary status at that time, as they do to this very day. Most kids who were growing up in the state of Ohio were headed towards Ohio State.
1: Uh, how did a uh, uh, plan for Woody impact your your career and your life? I look at uh, legendary
13: coach Hayes as uh, certainly. Uh, not only a great teacher of fundamentals in football, which certainly uh, was great preparation for me at the next level, but uh, more than that, he was a humanist and an individual who had great compassion, although using those terms are kind of hard for others outside of the state of Ohio to relate to when seeing him on the sidelines. But uh, uh, he's very, very interested in uh, all of the young men that he coached uh, Having uh, certainly an opportunity to transition from football into uh, whatever their careers were going to be, and he was very concerned about that. He's very concerned about country. He's very concerned about society, and all of those things.
8: We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver Paul Warfield on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at @talkoffame_net. And Paul, speaking of uh, those Woody Hayes teams at Ohio State, you were in the same backfield. With a couple other first round NFL draft picks. It's Bob Ferguson and Matt Snell, of course, of the Jets. Were there ever not enough footballs to go around?
13: <laughs> well, uh, Coach Hayes enjoyed what was called a fullback quarterback, ironically oriented offense. Uh, it was from the OT formation uh, series, and uh, the fullback was the uh, featured runner in the backfield. It was the uh, old blood and guts, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, not particularly made for or suited for an individual of my dimensions uh, at that time. I was barely uh, 190 pounds, more like 185 pounds at, at six foot. And so I wasn't the grind them out kind of player, but Bob Ferguson was uh, uh, certainly perfectly suited for it. Uh, Matt Snell also was in that backfield, uh, back and uh, he later, uh, of course, went on to play for the New York Jets and with their Super Bowl winning team in which uh, Joe Namath made that uh, historic pronouncement of a defeat of the Baltimore Colts. Uh, uh, Matt Snell, ironically, had a great, great game. Matt was a big back, over 200 pounds, more like 220 pounds, six foot two, and uh, probably uh, adequately built for that style of offense. But uh, basically, Bob Ferguson did most of the running in that attack.
7: Paul, you're one of the 77 first-round draft picks produced by The Ohio State University. Only Southern Cal has produced more. What makes Ohio State such a prolific supplier of NFL talent?
13: Well, certainly um, great coaching, and Coach Hayes was there for uh, a number of years. and and uh, But even before Coach Hayes, uh, Paul Brown uh, coached there. And uh, during a period just before World War II, uh, went on to professional football after World War II ended. Uh, there's been legendary coaches, Coach Paul Brown, Woody Hayes, and in the modern era, of course, Now, Urban Meyer has uh, come back home to the state of Ohio and Ohio State University, where in his earlier years he was a young coach uh, on the staff of Earl Bruce. So I think it's uh, the fact that there's been great coaches who have produced great teams, and uh, they certainly uh, have uh, looked primarily in the area of the state of Ohio, where uh, high school football certainly doesn't necessarily rank second to none in this nation. Uh, Certainly there are other great states, such as California, for scholastic football, as well as Texas and Pennsylvania. But the state of Ohio has had uh, a legacy in high school football that's second to none.
1: What's your uh, favorite memory of the
5: horseshoe?
13: Oh, (laughs) well, I guess uh, playing against the University of Michigan because uh, Coach Hayes indicated that um, uh, you're at Ohio State University, first of all, to get a fine education but secondly, to um, play and beat the University of Michigan. And so uh, having that uh, opportunity to play against Michigan uh, during the three years of eligibility because uh, I came on the other side in which uh, freshmen were were not eligible to play uh, in varsity competition, uh, I enjoyed uh, three uh, successful uh, years of beating the university in which uh, two of them occurred at Ohio Stadium. uh, Then... Uh, had a maximum seating capacity of 82,000 people, but now it's well over 100,000 people. And uh, I was just down there at this past uh, season uh, during their homecoming game against Northwestern. And uh, it's even a, a more different place to sit as a fan with uh, the additional 20,000 seats. Uh, making it over 100,000 than it was uh, to play in there uh, years ago, and when the seating capacity was 82,000.
8: Hey, Paul, you just ruined Rick's day. He went to Michigan State. He <laughs> breaks out in prickly heat anytime anyone <laughs> mentions Michigan.
13: <laughs> well, I have great respect for uh, University of Michigan, and uh, certainly, uh, ironically, I was at Ohio State when one of Woody Hayes' top assistants was uh, Glenn Edward, known as Bo Shembeckler. And uh, he was then a staunch Ohio State man, but he went on to greater legend and revitalizing that uh, great football tradition at Michigan. And in addition to that, I have a a number of friends and associates uh, who are university of Michigan graduates, and uh, we kind of enjoy egging one another about certainly the rivalry.
8: Paul, you were a two-time All-Big Ten halfback at Ohio State, halfback, who ran the ball far far more than you caught it. And you also played Mm -hmm. some cornerback in college but you became, of yeah. course, as we know, a dynamic wideout in the NFL. When did that evolution to receiver begin?
13: Well, ironically, it began uh, during a first uh, minicamp that I attended when minicamps were uh, nominal or new things in pro football. The Cleveland Browns I wanted to take a look at all of their draft choices for the year 1964, and so we were called in for all things a one-day minicamp. <laughs> Of course, minicamps last anywhere from now from seven days to almost two weeks. But we were called in, and uh, uh, the Browns had drafted me as a cornerback in reality. But they knew I had played a little bit of what was considered to be wide receiver at Ohio State. And so uh, they decided uh, during the drills of the one day minicamp to just take a look at me as a wide receiver. And a decision was made during that workout session that, although they had drafted me with the intent of playing cornerback, that they were going to work me as a wide receiver. Now, I'd like to add to that that uh, I had no experience. I really basically, you know, knew nothing about what I was doing in terms of pass pattern running, running or any of that sort of thing. They arranged for a retired player by the name of Ray Renfro, who had been one of their outstanding receivers for many years, to come back to training camp and be my personal mentor the fundamentals of what he taught me about pass pattern and execution were relevant then as they are today
8: well he did a great job and you were a great student paul hey thanks so much for the time and of course thanks for the
13: memories well, thanks for having me on. It's a great pleasure to reminisce and uh, talk about Ohio State, the NFL, and I greatly appreciate that. Thanks, Paul.
8: Thanks, thanks, Paul. That was Hall of Fame receiver Paul Warfield. Up next, why another Dolphin, that would be offensive lineman Richmond Webb, deserves more than he's gotten from the Hall. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
5: This is 2015 Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first
4: ever painting. All right. Okay. Open
6: your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them?
7: GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
6: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K. K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich deal.
4: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissan sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got 2 croissant sandwiches and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
3: <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get 2 croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
8: When you start telling me it doesn't matter, you are tired. Get out. You know where the best place to have breakfast is? How about a warm croissant? Yep. Now at Burger King, you can get two Croissant Witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two for $4. Croissant Witch only at Burger King. Price, participation very. Talk of networks. also brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number, bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. Guys, uh, linebacker DeMarcus Ware, as you know, announced his retirement this week after 12 seasons in the NFL, and also after a last-minute visit with the Rams. Maybe that forced him into retirement. Anyway, uh, he ranks eighth, yes, eighth in NFL history with 138 and a half sacks, and he's probably first this week when the question comes up,
7: is he a Hall of Famer? Well, Goose, Is he? If Jason Taylor is a first-ballot Hall of Famer, so is DeMarcus Ware. Ware played three fewer seasons in 55 fewer games than Taylor, yet has one fewer sack. Ware also went to three more Pro Bowls than Taylor, and won a Super Bowl. This selection committee loves its pass rushers.
1: Of course, that's the question, isn't it? Is Jason Taylor a first-ballot Hall of (laughs) Famer? (laughs) That would be the question, Ron. That's a pretty question. Uh, uh, personally, I'd have to do a little more research into him. Uh, the sack numbers jump out, of course. But to be honest, I mean, I saw him play a lot, not as much as Goose, but I saw him play a lot. And I can't say that it immediately jumped out at me and said, boy, there's a Hall of Fame player out there. Yeah, uh, I think He's the guy whose career you got to dig into a little bit uh, and take a look around before you, you decide whether he's the Hall of Very Good or the Hall of Fame. Yeah,
8: yeah I'm with you, Ron, because uh, he didn't jump out of me either. But, um, you know, of the top ten all-time leaders in sacks,
1: only two aren't in Canton,
8: and that's Julius Peppers, who's fifth, and this guy, DeMarcus Ware. Um, so with the board-electing pass rushers, Goose, 10 of the past 11 years, I'm sort of with you. I, I think all he's waiting for is just uh, someone to tap him on the shoulder and say, you're in.
7: Clark, let's, let's ask Kevin Green, who sits number four in that list, yeah, waited 12 well, years right. to get in. Let's talk to Kevin about slam dunks. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, Peppers is um, a
1: good – to me, is a good – you guys watch him and think Hall of Fame player? Reggie White, too? Bruce Smith? Yeah, Cook? no.
8: No, but no. I, I, I think it's a Hall of Fame possibility, certainly, I mean, not a Hall sure. of Fame cinch. And the same thing with Ware. Yeah, I don't think it's a Hall of Fame cinch, but, but Goose just made a compelling case for him, and I listen to Dr. Data. I do listen to Dr. Data here. Yeah, Ron, sometimes true. I listen to you, too, and, and, and we're going to right now. Yeah, we're, Because you believe someone should be in the Hall of Fame conversation, too, and it's not Demarcus Ware, nor is it a pass rusher. It's former Tackle Richmond Webb, and you wrote about him this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And we had him on our program last fall. Uh, He was pretty convincing, and so were you in your article. So you want to tell us what you like about Richmond
1: Webb? Well, Richmond Webb uh, always understood his primary job during his 11 seasons with the Dolphins. That was to keep Dan Marino in one piece. As he told us uh, last fall, you don't want to be the guy who gets him hurt. By the time I got to South Florida, I think he was in his seventh or eighth year, and he was already an icon. You don't want to be remembered as the guy people say, oh, yeah, he's the guy who got Dan Marino's career cut short. And he said that was something he used for motivation, and it certainly worked. Uh, he played 11 years at left tackle in Miami uh, before going on for a couple of years at the end of his career in Cincinnati. Uh, he went to seven consecutive Pro Bowls, which is more than any Dolphin in history, including one Dan Marino. Uh, he was a four-time All-Pro player, the uh, 1990 Rookie of the Year. He was selected to the 1990s All-Decade team, uh, and all of that came in large measure of the fact that he protected Marino the way the Secret Service protects the president. A measure of his dominance is that in 14 games against the NFL's all-time leading sacker uh, sack of quarterbacks, uh, Buffalo defensive end Bruce Smith, Richmond Webb allowed him only three and a half sacks. Bruce Smith's 200 career sacks would lead him to the Hall of Fame, but he didn't get much help from Rich- Richmond Webb. Uh, yet if Webb got his way uh, at the Senior Bowl, he might never have played a down at left tackle. When he got to Mobile uh, to begin that sort of week where everyone, as you know, is heavily scouted, He asked his coach, Buddy Ryan, to let him play guard because that's where he'd played for three years at Texas A&M before he switched to left tackle his senior year. Uh, Ryan declined, telling him, nah, they want to see you play left tackle. Well, they liked what they saw. He became the Dolphins' first-round pick, and he would uh, stay dominant for a decade. And the large reason was that Miami finished in the top four in passing in seven of his first eight seasons was because he kept Dan Marino upright. Despite a commanding presence at the position, he is yet to make it into the Hall of Fame debate in 10 years of eligibility. Last year, in fact, he wasn't even on the preliminary ballot of 94 guys, several of whom were, guess what, slappies. So how does one of the four best tackles of his era never have his credentials debated even once? Beats me, which is something that Bruce Smith seldom could do to Richmond Webb. Yeah, i tell you what, doesn't beat me. We're going to the
8: two-minute drill. That's right. I'm running it this week, and Derek, you're starting the clock, so get it going. Why does anyone trade with the Patriots?
7: Because it takes a village to build a dynasty, and this village has a lot of idiots. <laughs> That's good. Self-flagellation, I said. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott pulled down a woman's top at
8: a St. Patrick's Day parade. When does the NFL pull down Ezekiel Elliott?
7: That clock you're hearing is ticking on young Mr. Elliott. Yeah, I'd say probably not on this one, Uh,
1: but for a kid with great vision, he seems to be blind to reality.
7: True or false?
8: Adrian Peterson plays with Minnesota this season.
1: False. He plays for a contender that needs a running game. Are you listening, Denver? Exactly. False. But if he becomes a patriot, he immediately becomes a good citizen.
8: Donald Trump ran the Washington Redskins. Whom would he fire first?
7: He'd fire defensive coordinator Greg Minuski and replace him with Mad Dog Mattis. (laughs) He'd fire anyone he found drinking Russian vodka.
8: If you were the Cleveland Browns, what would you give for Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: LeBron James or Corey Kluber? Nothing, unless he comes
7: with their offensive line and Julian Edelman.
8: When does Devontae Freeman get a new contract?
7: When the Falcons come to the realization you close out Super Bowls with handoffs, not passes. I would say as soon as he picks up Dante Hightower and blocks him.
8: Next safety to reach Canton. Brian Dawkins, John Lynch, or Ed Reed?
7: Johnny Robinson is a senior candidate.
11: Ooh,
1: (laughs) Wrongo.
7: Ed Reed then seems to be losing some traction,
1: and doctors would have to get in this year to beat out Ed Reed. When former Miami tight
8: end Jordan Cameron retired at the age of 28, he said many NFL players, quote, really don't love football, unquote.
7: So why do they play it? Why do 75% of Americans work? The bills need to be paid. (laughs) Follow the money, Clark. Follow the money.
8: Ideal pairing, Tom Brady and Brandon Cooks or J-Lo and A-Rod?
7: Tom Brady and Troy Brown. Tom Brady and Wes Walker. Tom Brady and Randy Moss. (laughs) gotta be j-lo and a-rod they have a kid he'd be low rod (laughs) red elson's dad said
8: free agents are leaving minnesota because of quote toxic leadership what's he talking about
7: a leadership that decided his son was no longer worth the money right a leadership that sometimes
1: says maybe it was the player's fault how bad is it to be brock osweiler the worst team in
7: football that doesn't have a quarterback doesn't want him he made $12 million last year, and
1: he's going to get $16 million this year for a total of $37 million guaranteed. Cleveland looks like Bermuda, him.
8: <laughs> True or false, Ron? you got to beat that whistle. True or false? There's not enough room in the Giants' huddle for the egos of OBJ and Brandon Marshall.
7: Bring back Poxico Burris. Not enough room in Yosemite for their egos.
8: <laughs> well, that is the end of our first half, but don't go anywhere. Coming up, we have Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, as well as pittsburgh linebacker ryan Shazier, as our salute to ohio state and the state of ohio continues you're listening to the talk of fame network
3: this is alan fanica and you're listening to the talk of fame network
9: over three million businesses use indeed.com for hiring and independent research shows that five times more hires are made through indeed than any other job site by creating the easiest most effective hiring experience we help businesses find great new people every day Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
11: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's
12: 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
2: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low, I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 sandwich deal.
4: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I get one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's
3: my favorite guy. You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a These lack of
8: respect for the law. Talk of Fame Networks brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network, where we will salute the second school in our six-part series on the NFL draft, and that would be the Ohio State University. We've already spoken with one of its and pro football's outstanding performers. That would be Hall of Fame wide receiver Paul Warfield, and we're going to sit down with another one in this hour. That would be Pittsburgh linebacker Ryan Shazier. But first, at first, we want to check in with another pro football star from Ohio, back by popular demand, one of our favorite guests, Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, been way too long since we last spoke.
14: I know. It's so great to be back with you guys. Well, let me ask
8: you this. Nobody, including the Browns, seems to be able to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback. So let's see if you have an idea. What's your best guess as to who lines up over center this season? Or what do you think should happen? And please... Please don't tell me it has anything to do with Geno Smith.
14: No, you know, I I have not heard of any interest on the Browns' part in Geno Smith, so I really haven't even gone down that road with that today. I I just don't think that that's the case at all. So, um, you know, we don't even really need to spend a whole lot of time on that. But, you know what, I really do think that they will try to make that pitch for Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been saying that uh, consistently, you know, for months now that I do believe that they will try. Now, Will Bill Belichick let him go? I have no idea. And you know, will the Browns come up with the right compensation package? Uh, I don't know, but I think that they will give it the try. And uh, you know, I think that that would be their first choice for a starting quarterback for next year.
7: Okay, do you have any sympathy for Brock Osweiler?
14: Well, I always have sympathy for everybody, actually. But <laughs> 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 generally, even Johnny Manziel, I had sympathy for, uh, but. Um, <laughs> but in terms, of, uh, in terms of what's going on here with Brock, I mean, really, this was just about that second-round pick. This was about the Browns acquiring that pick so that they could possibly use it, try to package it to get a Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe even use it if they have to move up in the first round of the draft, if they like uh, one of the quarterbacks enough to move up for him after number one. Uh, so this was not about Brock, and I just don't really think that he's going to be long for this football team. Uh, I do believe that, you know, they're trying to trade him now. Uh, I heard for possibly a third, and then they would give back a fifth. They would eat half, like, half the salary. So I think, they'll, you know, they'll try to do that, and barring that, because I don't think they're probably going to be able to pull that off, I think they'll let him go and hope that someone picks him up for, you know, $4 million a year, and then they can shave that off the $16 million they paid for that second-round pick.
1: The Browns have strengthened their uh, offensive line. It appears, uh, but then they also did some things that I found utterly weird, uh, like losing Terrell Pryor and gaining Kenny Britt. Why would you sign a less productive, more troublesome guy when you've already got a guy there who is, uh, in my mind at least, pretty damn productive player, maybe their best player? And didn't they draft four or five wide receivers last year to boot? What are they doing with Kenny Britt? I'm not a fan. Of well,
14: you know that. You know what. That, that's a great question. It's very unfortunate that there was this split between Terrell Pryor and the Cleveland Browns. They were the only team uh, that gave him a chance last year when he converted from quarterback. They developed him. You know, they brought him up. You know, he flourished under Hugh Jackson. Had a thousand yards in his first full season as a receiver. That's the kind of guy that you don't want to let get out the door. However, uh, you know, his agents, Drew Rosenhaus and Jason Rosenhaus you know, just flush with their new, you know, $17 million contract for Antonio Brown, really felt like uh, they could get a lot more for Terrell Pryor. Uh, and he did actually have some offers in that two-day negotiating window of, you know, in the 10 and $11 million range. But the Browns really only wanted to pay him 8 Now, the way that I look at it is if you're going to overpay a guard, they paid Kevin Zeitler $12 million a year. If you're, if you're going to overpay Jamie Collins, he got 12 and a million. If you're going to spend $16 million, Dollars on a draft pick, um, or at or you know at least to move up from the fourth to the second round in the Brock Osweiler trade, you know why not throw a little bit of extra money at a guy who really wants to be here and can be a cornerstone of your wide receiving core for the next four or five years? So I do think it was unfortunate. I think the Browns should have come up on their offer. I think that Drew Rosenhaus and and Terrell should have backed off of uh, their demands a little bit. I think they should have met in the middle. And you're right. It's unfortunate that he's not here right now. And as far as all those receivers that they drafted last year, from what I can tell, only one of them uh, has the potential to be a really good wide receiver in the NFL at this point, and that's Corey Coleman, and he also still has a long way to go.
8: We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And Mary Kay, um, I want to go back to the quarterbacks for a second here. Do you expect the Browns to draft one, and, and if so... How soon,
14: and who's it going to be? Well, I do expect them to draft one. It's just going to be a matter of uh, you know, what they're willing to do there in that first round and what they can get before the draft happens. And I think, I mean, Bill Belichick might even let this Jimmy Garoppolo thing go until draft day. So we might not even know how this is going to play out until April 27th because, hey, if you take number 12 and you ship him to New England and you get Jimmy Garoppolo, that changes the quarterback landscape Drastically, so uh, you know, I think they will try to do something like that. Barring that, you know, I think they probably like Mitch Trubisky more than anyone else right now. But I think Deshaun Watson, you know, might have closed the gap a little bit, or is closing the gap a tiny bit. So, you know, I don't think that um, that they would rule him out either. It's really tough to say because. You know, they pick at number one, and then they don't pick again until number 12. If you don't take Mitchell Trubisky at number one, there's a good chance he's going to be gone by number 12. And do you really want to go all the way back up again uh, and and give up a pick? That's really not the analytics mode of doing things. So, you know, I don't know if, if they'll be willing to do that. My guess is that he would be gone by 12. But I've got a lot of people telling me that they think that the Browns might have their choice of Mitchell Trubisky and Deshaun Watson at number 12. So that would be interesting.
7: Mary okay, have you read Moneyball, and are you a fan of the football version?
14: Well, you know what? I, I have watched some of Moneyball. Um, I haven't read it, but, um, you know, I, I don't have a problem with analytics, but I think that you have to really, you know, football's a different sport. You have to really marry it with, you know, guys that, you know, the 2020 guys, the guys that, you know, from the age of 20 were making $20,000 a year and sitting in, uh, you know, cold, Stadiums and watching football players play the game. I think you have to have good eyes, good talent scouts, and, you know, real good old-fashioned football guys to marry that up with the whole analytics piece. So it's not that I'm against it at all. I just think that you have to have the balance between the two things, especially in football.
1: To follow up on that, Mary Kay, you know, one of the things, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of the whole baseball thing for football, and I'll tell you why, because the thing I wonder is, do these guys understand that unlike baseball, football players get hurt early and often. It's, it's not like baseball where most guys, if they're good enough, are going to play you know ten years, twelve years, fifteen years in the major leagues. It's not like that in football at all. Do you think they get
14: that? Well, you know that that's a great great point because you know analytics doesn't you know usually factor that in the way that you know the the way that it probably should. I mean, the Browns just gave. A bunch of money to Joel Batonio, who has missed the end of the last two seasons, uh, being on injured reserve with a foot injury and with an ankle injury. Uh, then they signed um, Jim Treader to be their center, and he's missed 33 games over the previous four years. Now these guys probably graded out really, really well on Pro Football Focus, but like you said, you know they don't have; uh, they they're probably not factoring in the injury piece and and that is one place where they could probably get crossed up the same thing with Corey Coleman I'm sure Corey Coleman had great analytics but when I went back and studied his injury history he's got a horrible uh, injury history uh, with soft tissue injuries and sure enough in training camp he was hobbling around with a a pulled groin muscle
8: (laughs) Mary Kay quick question for you we've got 30 seconds left or under 30 seconds Uh, since you're from Ohio we're profiling Ohio State in the show Ohio State, Michigan. Any bigger rivalry in that state than that?
14: Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I mean, it used to be uh, Browns and Steelers, but it's probably yeah. going to take a while to, uh, to get back to that. Yeah,
8: I think so. <laughs> hey, Mary Kay, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the time, and, and good luck with those quarterbacks.
14: Yeah, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys soon.
8: You got All right, it. That was Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Deal and Cleveland.com. Up next, what makes Ohio State the Ohio State of College Football. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.
10: Daddy, where do babies come from?
8: Uh... Well, uh, honey?
1: Mommy went to the store. Oh,
8: well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance.
10: Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes,
7: that makes them very happy.
10: That's good. Yeah.
11: Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) Geico,
7: because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
11: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%. APR, 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com.
12: That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030.
6: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K. K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
3: Burger King presents... Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 sandwich deal.
4: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
3: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
9: Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms,
0: conditions, and quality standards apply.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Goslin. Do you understand
2: there's a price to pay?
10: And Clark Judge.
2: Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun.
8: Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone... 15 minutes ago. Go to grasshopper.com, too. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the Entrepreneur's Phone System, because you can get a local or toll-free number, or you can just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com, and you will be glad you did. As we mentioned, this is the second in our six-part college draft series, with a focus on the Ohio State University. And, Gooseman, that's not the Michigan State marching band coming through.
7: Not playing that song there. No, sorry.
8: That's the Ohio State marching band playing a song that you really don't want to hear. But uh, I'll tell you something else you probably really don't want to hear. Wait, I want to watch. You Ron don't have the right bu-
7: dot the eye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and cross the T if they have one. That's <laughs>
8: amazing! I think where they have like 3,000 people in that band, it's unbelievable. <laughs> We had like six at Dartmouth. Um, listen, Goose, I, I hope you don't have the Buckeyes in your NCAA basketball pool because that starts, of course, this week. Uh, they didn't make it, though, as usual, you're Spartans, and I, I don't want to hear that Spartan marching band, no. Uh, they did. But, Goose, please, would you tell us this first? How does a team go 19-14, and 14, finish fifth in the Big Ten, and then make the tournament?
7: Strength of schedule. And how many teams play Kentucky and Duke in the same month, much less the same season as Michigan State in November? They play the big boys. Their losses are good losses, and their wins are always great wins. Wow. Ron, good losses? Yeah, I was going to
1: say, so if you play the top 25, you lose to them all, then you get in because you played the <laughs> yeah, toughest game. Right. So what the
7: heck is that? Are you forget <laughs> about those 19 wins, Ron?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, those are the ones against Louisville Baptist, I think. Ron, are you in a, you in a pool? I am in a pool. Frozen Four hockey pool. Wow. You <laughs> UMass Low River Hawks.
8: Who, do you, who are you taking going to the top there?
1: Gotta take low UMass low. Keep your eye on them. They got a goalie named Wall. What else is there?
8: Well, if you had a goalie named Price, you might make it. <laughs> Goose, how about you? You uh, you playing any pools? Basketball, hockey, whatever.
7: Uh, no, I, I'm not. I don't play fantasy baseball, fantasy football, fantasy anything. I don't pick pools. No, I no, pull for okay. teams. Well, it's More fun when you just pull for teams.
8: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm staying out of it this year. Uh, never won a NCAA basketball. Bracket or pool or whatever in the past, and I don't figure to win one this year, but uh, I might if I pick Duke. I I really like what they're doing. I used to cover the ACC years ago, and I like what's going on down there. Um, Plus, you know...
7: Brian, are we surprised that he would pick Duke, the guy that no loves surprise. the Yankees, the Canadians? I don't. What, what a front runner!
8: It's <laughs> Wait a minute, they're not the nope. number one team in the country. They're not no, even in the in top ten. No, in 1942, Goose, he had Patriots. the Japanese. <laughs> they're
7: not even in the top ten. <laughs>
8: God, listen. Let's listen. Let's get back to the score feature. You like here, in the man.
1: World War II, but I like the Japanese. He said. <laughs>
8: Did the Japanese go and sit down? Ah, Jerome Brown, one of the great quotes of all time. Um, listen, let's get back to the school we're featuring here. It's, it's not Duke, and the, school, the sport we're featuring is not basketball. So how state football and goose. Uh, you have an interesting story that's going to run on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, later this week. Um, were your profile the strongest area of that program over the years, and you would know because you were on the other side watching them take a part. Bartons, but goose it's not defensive back and i thought it would be but it's another position
7: yeah wide receiver which is kind of surprising because there's been a glaring lack of nfl caliber arms at the court of acquisition at that school but still ohio state has sent three of its wide receivers to pro football hall of fame dante Lavelli, paul warfield and chris carter they've had eight wideouts selected in the first round of NFL drafts and five more in a second round and former buckeye santonio holmes is a past super bowl mvp
8: well, spoiler alert here, Gooseman, you're also going to name your all-Ohio State NFL team on our website. and I'm not going to give it away, but I will say this. I would like to know who the wide receiver was is going to be, and just a question or a guess, would his initials be Paul Warfield?
7: Well, Clark, this is in Dartmouth, so we usually play with two wide receivers, so it's going to be Warfield and Chris Carter. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch, wow!
8: Ah, wow. Yeah, we did play with one wide receiver at Dartmouth because we were smarter than everyone else. Hey, Ron, when I mention Ohio State, I still think first of Woody Hayes. Um, I know that uh, when we talked to Paul Warfield, he mentioned Woody Hayes. Uh, And I also remember Woody Hayes as the guy with those glasses, those thick glasses, and those short-sleeved white college starch shirts. Uh, What do you think of when you think of Ohio State?
1: Woody? Yeah, no, you do. I, I do think of Woody first, and, you, and you're right. He always sort of looked like Mr. Pete, like he was an accountant, you know. Like, this yeah, guy and no <laughs> yeah, and then
8: kicking somebody's
1: butt. Yeah, he's got, like, the little pencil protector in his pocket. You know? That's right. Uh, That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, three yards, of the cloud of dust and all that, I mean, uh, you know, that, that, that was him. You know, he was a very interesting guy. Uh, he always insisted the forward Pass was, a, you know, part of the communist manifesto. Uh, you know, you run the football, you run the football, then you punt the football, you get it back, you run the football. But, you know, in that the American way? Pound it, pound it, pound it until they submit. <laughs> <laughs> Goose, how often did Michigan State
8: submit? All four years you were there?
7: Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I saw them win in the horseshoe. I saw wow. them in 74. They upset them when they're number one. They've got a history of beating Ohio State when they're number one. They beat them, uh, I think, three years ago when they're number one. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a problem with the Buckeyes. Okay. They're only for Ohio State, not the United States, with the, with the Spurs. State well, Ronnie, speaking
8: guys. of those Buckeyes, I mentioned Woody Hayes. Who's the first player you think of when you think of Ohio State?
1: Well, Arch Leister, but uh, probably for all <laughs> the wrong reasons. I, I covered
8: that guy's rookie year in Baltimore. <laughs>
1: uh, but I actually, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and they had a running back, a Bob Ferguson. You know, he, mm-hmm. he ran in that great <laughs> backfield with Paul Warfield and Matt Stell, but he was the guy. Uh, they used to say that Warfield was the lightning and Ferguson was the thunder, and I'm a thunder guy. And uh, this is a guy who was, when he left college, was the second all-time leading rusher in uh, Ohio wow. history. I mean, that's a guy who's got some attitude. Here's how about you?
7: Two linebackers, Randy Gratishar, Chris Spielman. Gratishar was at Ohio State when I was at Michigan State, and for a class project, I once wrote a four-part series on how to beat the Buckeyes, and much of it involved blocking Gratishar. Wow. And Spielman, of course, was the first high school athlete ever to have his picture on the box of Wheaties. How's that for a legacy? Wow, Goose, strikes again. did you get college credit for a paper like that? <laughs> oh, wow. Aced it, Ron. Really? Aced it.
1: You're like a phys ed major? Or what?
7: My goodness. Aced Goose it, man,
1: what, what was your most memorable
8: Ohio State football game?
7: 74, they were number one in the country. I came into Michigan State. I was covering the game for UPI, and um, a guy named Levi Jackson ran 74 yards off tackle in the final two minutes to upset Ohio State. How are you running the ball <laughs> with less than two minutes to go? <laughs> 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 and how do you score from 74 yards off the win? <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, hey, Ron, you got one to top that? Sent that play in, Clark, and they said, hey, they'll never expect this, and they were right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> they were playing with one wide receiver like Dartmouth, right? Uh, hey, what's look, your I most get, memorable me, Ohio like, State me
7: game? I get another one. Let me give you this one. I covered the 73 game in Ann Arbor. Both teams came in unbeaten. Ohio State number one in the, nine, in the nation. Michigan number four. The Michigan alumni group holds up an M-go-blue banner at the sideline and the Michigan teams run under it on the the way to the field. Ohio State came on the field first, veered toward the banner, ran under it, tore it down, leaving (laughs) 105,000 people in shock. Then Ohio State goes up 10-0 at half. Game ends in a 10-10 tie. I've never seen a building that was more electric in my life.
8: Gooseman, one more question. Ohio State, Michigan. Is there a better rivalry in college football, Cal Stanford, Florida, Florida State, Harvard, Yale?
7: I think Oklahoma-Texas may be the only ones even close. And the difference is that that's played on a neutral field. The, the passengers run higher for Michigan State because the game's always played on campus. It, it's more of a football game there than a social event.
8: Better one, Ron? You got a better one? Well, Harvard-Yale, all they call it is. The game. The game. You got it. Can't get Thank
1: any you. bigger than that. The game. They we'll still you. play that Unless game. Plus, they have more Senators per capita than any other football game in America. <laughs> and in per
8: capita. <laughs> speaking of Ohio State, we'll be speaking with one of its best. That'd be Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier when we return. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 sandwich deal.
4: The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two sandwich, and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
3: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
9: Writing job descriptions, sifting through resumes, setting up interviews. Hiring's hard, but Indeed.com makes it easier. Post your job, manage candidates, schedule interviews, all on Indeed. And since independent research shows that Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, easy works. Right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at indeed.com
0: credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.
11: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com.
12: That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Number 3030.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
8: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Our next guest is more than one of the most accomplished linebackers in Ohio State history. He's one of the best and most accomplished linebackers in today's NFL. Talking, of course, of Ryan Shazier of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was first-team All-Big Ten and first-team All-American in his last year with the Buckeyes. Last season was named to his first NFL Pro Bowl and who today is kind enough to be here. Ryan, thanks for joining us.
5: Well, thank you for having me. Thank
8: you, Chad. Hey, uh, Ryan... First question, when you were leaving high school, I know you first committed to the University of Florida, but, of course, you changed your mind after Urban Meyer resigned. Then you signed up with Ohio State, where Jim Tressel was there at the time. Why?
5: Um, I definitely felt like Ohio State. I felt like a family every time I walked on campus. Uh, we we really enjoyed it. It was a great coaching staff, great players. And uh, I just felt like it was a great network. Uh, of people and the fans were amazing. I know I can get an amazing education there. So it, you really can't go wrong with it. And then uh, the, the last bonus is, especially with me being in Pittsburgh, that uh, the weather is it, it's, it's a little colder up in Ohio. So uh, it kind of helped me be uh, prepared for here.
7: Ryan, in the end, you did get to play for Urban Meyer. How did he impact you as both a player and as a person?
5: Uh, I definitely feel like he helped me grow up. As a player and person, uh, he's a very strong coach, a strong-minded man, and uh, I definitely felt like he helped me uh, become that type of person. He doesn't let uh, players get away with anything, and, and I actually uh, do that when it comes to like raising my son, and things like that, and just trying to be a better leader on the field. So, and uh, he he pushes you more than you think you get pushed. And uh, at the end of the day, that that, that helps you become the players that a lot of us are today.
1: In one game uh, against Indiana, you had. 20 tackles, uh, including, I believe, 16 solo tackles, five tackles for losses, which means you're in the backfield almost as much as the other backfield. Was that the most memorable game of your collegiate career, or does Michigan somehow always come in there?
5: The the Team of North game was really big because they beat us the first year I was there, and uh, so we got to get them back and uh, the fans stormed the field. So that was an amazing experience. But, yeah, that, that was a big win in the Wisconsin game overtime uh, when I punched the ball out. That was an amazing experience also.
8: Wait a minute. Indiana beat you the first year? How did that happen?
5: No, no. I mean, I'm talking about the team up north. The team up north. Oh, that team uh, up okay. north. Yeah, that Michigan but, team. Yeah. <laughs> don't,
8: don't can't mention them by name, right? <laughs> <laughs> team up north. Yeah. Well, we're visiting with Pittsburgh linebacker and former Ohio State standout Ryan Shazier on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet.com. And, Ryan, speaking of that team up north, uh, you were part of one of college football's great rivalries. That would be that team up north against the Ohio State University. But you're also part of one of pro football's greatest rivalries. In fact, we think it's the best rivalry. That would be Pittsburgh against Baltimore. So which one is more intense and why?
5: That's that's a hard question to ask. Honestly, I I can almost say they're a tie. It doesn't matter what the schedules are, I mean, what the records are. Uh, who's on the on the field? Every game, the, both teams are going to get their best and try to do whatever they can to win. And it really showed when we played both. Uh, when I was at Ohio State, uh, we didn't have a great year my first year, but they uh, they ended up beating us. But and then uh, we can't. We, we had some tough battles even when they weren't as good of, as a team. But even when I'm at the Phillies last year, the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens only won four games, and two of them was against us. So. Uh, so it it really shows how how much the rivalry means to everybody that steps on the field and and just want, and it it just shows the importance of the rivalry. We we've,
8: we've had former actually we've had former Steelers tell us on this program that hate is a word that you would re, or use against uh like the 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 team you're playing would be the Baltimore Ravens or the Pittsburgh Steelers would depend on which side of the ball you're on that they would hate the other team. Would that be the way you'd feel when you were at Ohio State, I mean you hated those guys on the other side of the ball, Michigan players.
5: Yeah, I think I think I actually think that is uh, you could definitely uh, say that when you're the, when you're playing the Ravens, you could describe it as hate. Like you hate those guys, you hate playing against those guys, and uh, every time you want to go out there, it, it just felt like you just want to uh, kill them. You know.
7: What was your favorite memory of a Michigan game?
5: Uh, my favorite memory when they stormed the field after we uh, played them a year two. Uh, we ended up beating them. It was a uh, tough game, tough ball game. It was a fun game, but uh, it was it was close. I remember uh, they had a fourth down conversion. They tried to run like a read option with Denard Robinson. And I ended up hitting them like for like a one yard loss or whatever. And then uh, after the game was over, the whole fan base stormed the field because that that was uh, showing that we were undefeated, and and it was it was just an amazing experience.
1: I want to get a little bit to a uh, steal a question. Uh... Before I finish here, your teammate Le'Veon Bell said this year that he uh, uh, would have beaten the Patriots in the championship game if, uh, if he had been healthy. Do you sort of feel that same way yourself, that you didn't have your complete team there, you didn't have all the bullets in your gun when you played the wing?
5: Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, when Le'Veon got hurt, it kind of put all the juice out of the team. It really hurt us a lot. We uh, understand how big of an impact he is for us and, and how much he really helped with everything that was going on with the team and just kind uh, of put the team on his back at some points of the, of the season. And, and um, just to know that he wasn't able to play and just to use his explosiveness and big play capability, I definitely feel like uh, if he was playing, there would be a different uh, outcome of the game. I don't know if we would have won or we would have lost, but I definitely feel like with him in, it would have been a def- a definitely a different game.
8: Hey, Ryan, uh, speaking of the Steelers, I mean, you, you come from a great line and a long line of, of- Great linebackers with the Steelers and also with Ohio State. I just I'm wondering where do you want to fit in there? I mean, what do you want people to say about you as a linebacker after you retire?
5: Uh, I want to be like a uh, like the Kevin Garnett of football. You know, he changed the game for big. Yeah, like he was more of a shooter for big guys, and and that was different, and people didn't know how to uh, adjust to that. And I want to be like that when it comes to football. I'm I'm not the biggest linebacker but I'm 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 a faster guy, still explosive, can cover pretty well and I still have all the aspects of everybody else but I'm but I, I like to put my speed and explosiveness also into it. And you know, I just wanna be a name that's remembered forever. I wanna be in the Hall of Fame and I wanna make it and just have my name in the record books. But uh I just I just want guys to remember me as somebody that's that's really changing the game and and, and uh they want more guys to be more more like me and to play like me and have kind of the capabilities that I have
7: right we got about a minute left here Ryan do you miss those college football Saturdays
5: oh yeah definitely uh you miss those college football Saturdays uh, I remember we went to the team nerve game this year and uh me and my fiance and uh and just the atmosphere how big the game was it was just it was just amazing uh, to see the whole the whole uh the whole storyline play out it, it was just it was just an amazing feeling amazing it was just amazing uh just to be there, and I know it, uh, the NFL is more of a business. I love playing for the Steelers, and I really enjoy it, but you you should never uh, miss your college day.
8: Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for the time, and you know what? If you see on Bell, tell him you could have beaten New England if you'd been carrying the football. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I need to put the ball in my hands a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Thanks, Ryan. That was former <laughs> Ohio State standout, and now Pittsburgh linebacker Ryan Shazier. And Goose, you know, he mentions he wants to be the Kevin Garnett of linebackers, maybe a pro football. Uh, when you think about those Ohio State linebackers who are great linebackers, he's got to get in line, does he? I mean, y- you talk about a Randy Gratishar, for instance. He's I know got, you're big on Chris Spielman. He's got to get in line got, behind guys like that, doesn't he? He's
7: got huge shoes to fill, okay? Tom no linebacker, first right. overall pick of a draft. Randy Gratishar, 14th overall pick of a draft. A.J. Hawk. Fifth overall pick of the draft, Chris Spielman, Pepper Johnson, wow. James Laurinaitis. These are all second-round draft picks. Uh, Andy Katz, more, and Chris Power, first-round draft picks. They had some, they've some. they had some great linebackers coming out of Ohio State. If you had to stack the depth chart, he might be third team on Ohio State.
8: Yeah, and then he talked about he wanted to be a Hall of Famer. Andy Russell's another guy he got to get behind from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Hall of Fame caliber linebacker.
7: Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a long line of linebackers at Pittsburgh and at Ohio State, and he's not at the front of the either line.
8: Yeah, so, so that's going to be a tough job for him. But uh, you know what? Best of luck to him because uh, he's got a good start in his career. I hope it ends as well as it started. Anyway... Up next, Dr. Data, that would be our Rick goslin tells us why it's expensive to shop for free agent offensive linemen. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
2: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Beaudet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
6: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K. K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich deal.
6: The other day, Pete and I go
4: to Burger King for my croissan You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got 2 croissant sandwiches and I give one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
3: <laughs> you guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get 2 croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
10: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win
14: the game.
8: Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. We're just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, Ron, as an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? I am on the go. Well, i got a suggestion for you. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. You can get a local or toll-free number, or you can just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. As we mentioned, Friday is St. Patrick's Day, and and please, guys, tell me. Please tell me you're going to celebrate it, if you do celebrate it, somewhere that Ezekiel Elliott is not. Ryan, (laughs) please. (laughs) Anyway, uh, in, in, recognition, <laughs> yeah, in recognition yeah. of the patron saint of Ireland, uh, I thought we should offer some suggestions for the next local St. Paddy's Day Parade, be it here or in New York City or somewhere anywhere that you are. Goose, not sure how many Irish you have in Dallas. I know last week's guest, Tim Brown, he's Irish. He was there and lives there. Um, but let's say they have a parade there, and let's say you're in charge of naming the Grand Marshal, okay? Well, let's say also that he or she doesn't have to be Irish, green, or lucky, or whatever has to have a pulse, which I guess eliminates the New York Jets. So who do you choose as your Grand Marshal?
7: I want the luckiest man in America. Cornerback AJ Boyer, who signed the biggest free agent contract this offseason, 67.5 million. He was undrafted, never been to a Pro Bowl, and he's being paid like Dion Sanders. So he can be the Grand Marshal at any parade he wants, and he can also afford to buy his own parade. <laughs> oh for me
1: that's easy, Clark. Got to be Tom Brady. His Irish roots run deep, all the way back to the potato famine. His great great grandfather's from County Cavan, and his great great grandmas from County Cork. And more importantly, when he got into that beef a few years ago with our pal Billy O'Brien, Bob Kraft said, Tom was speaking Gaelic. I don't know what that meant, but that makes him Irish. <laughs> was
8: that beef corned beef, Ron? <laughs> that was hot beef. Oh, okay. Well, I'm taking an Irishman too. Uh, that would be Bill O'Brien, friend of the show. And not because he's Irish really, but because he's lucky, as in lucky to be rid of Brock Osweiler. Look, I, I don't care how Brock Osweiler wore, wore out his welcome there. All I know is Houston Texans couldn't win with him, so they had to get rid of him. Even if they had to bribe someone, that's someone being the Cleveland Browns to take him off their hands. But bottom line, Bill O'Brien no longer has Brock Osweiler as a problem as his problem. But uh, I'm not sure who his next quarterback's gonna be. That's a conversation for another day.
7: Gentlemen, offensive linemen play the one position on the football field where there are absolutely no statistics. Their names never show up anywhere in the game summaries. But those blockers do show up in March in free agency. The league has far greater appreciation for offensive linemen than the general public does, and we saw it once again during the opening week of free agency. There were eight contracts awarded in excess of $50 million, and half of them went to blockers. Cornerbacks A.J. Boyer and St- St- uh, Stephen Gilmore received the two largest deals, followed by defenseman Calais Campbell. All landed contracts in excess of $60 million, but the next four biggest deals all went to blockers. Cleveland gave Kevin Zeitler $60 million to leave Cincinnati. Minnesota gave tackle Riley Reef almost $59 million to leave Detroit. Los Angeles gave tackle Russell Okung $53 million to leave Denver. And Detroit gave tackle Ricky Wagner almost $48 million to leave Baltimore. The Browns also gave guard Joel Betonio $52 million to stay in in Cleveland. There are four other blockers receiving free agent contracts in the 30 to 40 million dollar range guards Ron Leary and Larry Warford and tackles Andrew Whitworth and Mike Remmers of the seven offensive linemen I mentioned only two ever went to a Pro Bowl Okung and Whitworth. The Browns also signed center JC Tretter away from Green Bay in free agency luring him to Cleveland for almost 17 million. So that's 129 million Browns spent on its offensive line this offseason so how important is the offensive line in today's NFL? If you don't have one, it's going to cost you dearly in free agency, as we saw once again this past week.
1: Well, that's all well and good, Goose, but uh, you know, here's my question. Are they signing actual offensive linemen or just someone else's second-tier player? Are they overpaying for these guys, which is certainly what it sounds like? No, they're
7: signing shortcuts. If you draft a blocker, no matter how high he He's generally going to take his lumps as rookie and even into his second season. But in most cases, you know what you're getting in a free agent offensive lineman, even if he's a journeyman. There's enough tape on him. Either he can block or he can't. So by signing one in free agency, you don't need to draft one, and you're ahead of the game heading into the season. That's
8: the well, that is the two-minute warning, which means it's time for, uh-huh, the two-minute drill. I'm in charge again. So, Goose, Ron, dude. let's get started. Is newly minted Cordero Patterson the Raiders' next Cliff Branch?
7: Try the next James Jet. Exactly. There will never be a next Cliff Branch. The NFL Network reports
8: Johnny Manziel has drawn real interest from teams. Name one.
7: I'll name three: London Monarchs, Barcelona Jagged Dragons, Brian Fire. I'll name two: the AAT Toldos and the San Quentin Sledgehammers. <laughs>
8: Vince Young says signing with the CFL is not a comeback, it's an opportunity. What do you say?
7: I say Johnny Manziel ought to be listening to Vince Young. He's right. It's not a comeback. It's a come down.
8: Chase Daniel, Beth Daniel, or Jack Daniel?
7: Daniel
1: Boone. Daniel Boone. (laughs) I'd say Jack Daniel.
8: (laughs) Jack (laughs) Daniel. New patron Stefan Gilmore named his new baby daughter, not Jack Daniel, Giselle. What would he have named her if he hadn't signed with the Patriots?
7: He'd still be in Buffalo, so he'd probably call her Sabre. <laughs> he'd name her Gilmyra.
8: Complete this sentence. Her cousins and the Redskins go together like?
7: Spartans and Wolverines. Liars and poker.
8: <laughs> who starts a quarterback for the Jets this season?
7: Richard Todd. Someone who will
1: need Obamacare to still be in effect. <laughs>
8: If Suwak Craven's jersey, yes, Suwak Craven's jersey, not West Craven's, Suwak Craven's jersey is worth $75,000, is Tom Brady's lost jersey worth?
7: When the Texas Rangers finally found it, I'll let you know. Yeah, I would say apparently nothing because it's not on eBay.
8: Joe Mixon, Richard Nixon, or Hewitt Dixon?
7: Ivan Dixon from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> Hewitt Dixon, four-time AFL All-Star
1: Pro Bowler and the only guy on that list who you can trust.
8: And former Raider. What a shock. First-round prospect Sidney Jones his Achilles on his pro day. Where is he drafted?
1: A compensatory pick in the fourth round. He'll be drafted by Cleveland. Podesta will decide he's
7: good value.
8: Paul Hornet calls Jerry Kramer's exclusion from the Hall the most terrific injustice I've ever seen in the NFL. What do you call it?
7: The biggest pebble in a rock pile of unfortunate omissions in Canton. most terrific injustice is me not being in the Hall of Fame,
1: don't you think?
8: <laughs> no. President Trump will donate his salary to a charity of the media's choosing. So which charity do you choose?
7: The Print Media Retirement Fund.
1: (laughs) The Center for Investigative Reporting.
8: (laughs) We'd like to thank Hall of Famer Paul Warfield, linebacker Ryan Shazier, and Mary Kay Cabot, all from the state of Ohio, that would be the state of Ohio, for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week.
2: We'll be here. We hope you will be, too.
0: like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. This is
5: Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
2: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
4: Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open
6: your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them?
0: Geico, because saving
7: 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
3: Burger King presents breakfast stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar Chriss Sandwich deal.
4: The other day Pete and I go to Burger King for my Chris Sandwich. You know they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two Chris Sandwich and I get one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy.
3: (laughs) You guys. The croissant sandwich deal is two for $4. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for $4 only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
9: Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.